Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's RBC Heritage. It's storylines, it's best bets, it's one and done. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here. Patrick, uh, hello, sir. Hello, long time no see. Uh, long week with the Masters, but uh, excited to get back to uh, normal programming. The grind does not stop here on the First Cut Pod. Mark Immelman is here. Mark, uh, you and I haven't had a chance to sit down proper in the last couple of days, but have you noticed the gap uh, that is shrinking <laughs> for you at the top of the one and done? You know what? When I saw your group text, I was like, <laughs> I could imagine that little grin on your face. You That's know, the one. Little yep. man, little grin. Yep. I, I saw the picture. Yeah, it That's was. Right. Uh, yeah, I noticed the gap had shrunk, but you know, 750,000, whatever it is, is still a, it's a pretty penny then. Uh, certainly is. I would take it. I would take an extra 750 K right about now. 20 million in the purse for this week. Kyle Porter is here. KP. Hello. It is good to see you. Are you getting settled back in from your trip to Augusta national? Yeah, it's great to be back. Uh, took the kids to school today. Spent all day. We're kind of running them around and, uh, it's kind of jarring, you know, Sunday afternoon, you're walking with two of the best golfers of all time or of, in the world right now. And Tuesday morning, you're running four kids around the city of Richardson. So, uh, now it's, it's good to be back. Uh, it was a long, but really fun week. And I think that it provided a lot of historical implications that we can, uh, we can kind of roll through. Kyle, I can. I can understand what you just said there because I drove out of Augusta Sunday night en route to Metter, Georgia. Now, did you know there was such a place? I did it's, not. No, Metter. It's just outside of Statesboro, where Georgia Southern is. It's north of Savannah, north and uh, west. Because my daughter's high school state golf championship was being held in Metter on Monday. Sure. So I went from Augusta National, <laughs> wrong V. Kepka, and Spieth and Mickelson involved. To high school girls golf in Meadow the following day. Talk about the change it's in scenery. Jarring. Jarring. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to have to add the good fine folks of Meadow, Georgia, to those who are angry about uh, our our location biases on Canada, this show. Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> and Meadow. The Metter. list goes on. Add it to the list. We should debrief here a bit on the Masters. We obviously did a lot of coverage afterwards, but this is kind of the first time a lot of us have been able to uh, sit down in, in the same web room and chat it out. So, Patrick, <laughs> uh, I'll start here with you. I saw the final round of the Masters was the most watched golf telecast on any network in the last five years, I would say, and Antonio Brown would say, business is booming. 
that was his thing, right? <laughs> Business is booming. Yeah, yeah. As a as a Steelers fan, I would know. So that's a, a good lead in for that. And I think there's a lot of reasons this year. Uh, you obviously had the drama with Liv and the PGA Tour. You had the Netflix documentary. You had uh, Mark on Amen Corner. He was that's fabulous, right. by the way. Terrific. Single-handedly accounted for 75% of those ratings, I'm sure. Trevor was fantastic on his first call as Trevor well. Trevor was good. Yeah. Okay. I will, I'm not even trying to, like, uh, you know – pump any tires here but both the immelmans got very good reviews from golf twitter which by the way mark is very hard to get good reviews from golf twitter i didn't see any reviews from me on twitter but i saw a bunch for trevor and i was i was super proud of him i, I thought he and jim were the dynamites the whole crew i mean I, I thought i thought they put on a fantastic show yeah, they, they're really great. And then you had KP with the writing for the website, Rick at the ones and twos on the podcast. Oh boy! And, and so the whole marriage of of CBS, not to you know pump our tires too much, just an unbelievable piece of uh, art. Patrick's, Patrick's <laughs> annual review must be coming up. He is really he's really working hard for that raise. Well done, Patrick. Uh, KP, you gave us one of your patented uh, post-major championship threads on the old Twitter machine. You've had some more time to reflect. Anything in, anything in particular that you'd like to go down? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I put a bunch of stuff out there. I thought, you know, we only got to talk, Rick, for like seven minutes on, on Sunday evening. Um you know, I think uh, we, we talked a lot about ROM and I think that, you know, I'd love to get everybody else's opinion. I, I, I think that he's going to win a handful of majors. Is he going to win 10? Like his caddy, Adam Hayes said he, he, he might. <laughs> Ten's a, a lot. I mean, five is a lot, right? Five, 25 in 10 years. Uh, hey, we got plenty of time. Okay, not, cool. I'm a little worried, but I'm not <laughs> worried. Uh, and and it, the, one of the questions I threw out there, Rick, was who ends with more, who ends their career with more majors between Rom, Spieth, JT, uh, Scheffler, Rory, Brooks, and DJ. I think those are the those whatever that is six or seven names that I put out there. And I think we it, it's so easy to just do like prisoner of the moment type thing. Um, I think the difference is that Rom is. He's given us like seven years of evidence that he's the best player in the world uh, for like most of the last seven years uh, among a, a couple of other guys. And um, yeah, I just I think I said this on Sunday. I think his major total now matches the kind of level that he's been playing at. Doesn't always happen. Right. You, you get an Adam Scott who I think is you OK there, Patrick? Are, are we yeah, losing I'm, the green screen? I'm getting, re I'm getting red uh, just listening to you talk. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, that's probably for the best. <laughs> I thought I was having a stroke for a second. You know, you, you, you get you get an Adam Scott who I, I don't – Mark saw more of him. I don't know that his major total necessarily matches up to, like, the level that he played out for a really long time. He was really, really good. And to only have one major, it doesn't, it doesn't tell – you know, casual golf fans, they only look at the majors, right? And so you look at Adam Scott and you're like, oh, he must have been okay. You know, he was awesome. Like, he was really, really good. And so I'm glad that Rom is kind of entering into that, oh, this guy must be really good sort of category because he, he is really good. And I think he's proven that over a long period of time. 
Mark, the other names on the list that Kyle threw out there for this exercise, uh, he, I think he missed one or two. So Rory currently at four, Brooks at four, Spieth at three, Morikawa, JT, DJ, and Rom all at two, Scotty Scheffler with one. It is very easy to just start piling them, piling them up for the guy who just won one because he looks so unstoppable and you can't imagine how things are ever going to go sideways. But I I mean, it's hard to imagine anybody, any single golfer out of that group getting two more. Like it's, it, they're so hard to get. Well, they really are. And, and we've seen, you know, the more you get, the more you start to expect, the more you expect, the more you put pressure on yourself. And so you start to get situations like Rory at Augusta National, where it, it becomes an exercise in the mental and emotional approach more than anything else. But I just want to point, look at it from this sort of tack where, not that NCA college golf is where it's at. There are a lot of good golfers that come out of there, but we're getting an influx of players from all over the world. But when John Rahm was in college, he won the college player of the year two years in a row. Phil Mickelson did that, I believe. Uh, Tiger Woods for his two seasons did that, I believe. And, and all of the guys he beat handily are now a lot of them that he's playing against on the PGA tour and obviously beyond. And so his record and he looks at these guys, Ram that is, and he looks at them, and he goes, you know what? I've beaten you before. I'm going to beat you again. And and I don't know about you guys, but when I saw the whole thing sort of shake down and when we, we came back on the air, goodness knows it's like 7.45 a.m. on Sunday morning and Ram's got nine feet for birdie and Brooks has got eight feet for bogey or par or whatever it was. I was prepared to lay the farm on the fact that it was going to be a make-miss exercise and the four was going to be a two-stroke advantage for Brooks. And the whole time, there was like a sense of inevitability about it. And Ron really didn't do anything special. He had eight of nine greens in the last nine, which was tremendous, but nothing was like flashy or hitting the ball into like special areas and stuff. He was just hitting it down the fairway, hitting it on the green, and almost, which was uh, poetic in a way, imposing his will on the guy who imposed his will on people a few seasons ago. And, and, and so I looked at this, I'm like, this guy's a behemoth. He's got the gift. He's got the skills and stuff, but he has got a sense of confidence and belief in himself right now that is off the charts. And he really knows. He goes, I don't care who you are. All comers, McElroy, Scheffler, Kepka, you name him. I've got you. And, and, and it was, it was so impressive to watch. I just kind of ground them into submission. It was true. It was like it was Tiger back in the day. It was Jack Nicholas back in the day, the way he went about that final 26 holes, whatever, whatever it was, 28, 28, nine holes. Yeah, just grinding on them, leaning on them, wearing them mm. out. Patrick, that two shot swing right out of the gate on Sunday morning, which was the resumption of round three, uh, was was essentially a little bit of foreshadowing for Brooks Kepka's Sunday in total. Just never really got the momentum rolling. And then I swear uh, John Rahm was I mean, every time they showed that graphic of here are all the tee shots that have been hit in this round the longest straightest one was always Rob's and he just started <laughs> asserting himself over the course of the, the next, you know, eight or nine hours. Yeah. I think, uh, Brooks didn't go, he went without a birdie for what? 22, 23 holes there on yeah. Sunday. Wasn't yeah, until he made that birdie 13th. on eight, eight in round three mm -hmm. and then what? 13 in round four. Yeah. And it, it kind of felt not, like, not good. No, you can't be doing that with Ron by your side. And I was kind of highlighting, I, I understand the kind of 
inclination to say, oh, Brooks is back, Brooks is back. And I know Kyle touched on this too with his injury history being kind of sketchy. Yeah, we'll just say that, you know, which knee at which time. And you look at his final round performances ever since Beth Page Black, where went in the final round, seven stroke lead, nearly gave that away, only won by two over DJ. 2019 Open Championship, I know he got slow played by JB Holmes there, but still wasn't great. <laughs> uh 2020 pga championship after he's he said you know what i'm, I'm not friends with dustin johnson all the pressure's oh, on yeah. him 74 <laughs> outside the top 25 2021 pga championship you lose to a 50 year old phil mickelson uh in this one as well uh final round 75 so i understand uh you know oh brooks is back i, I don't think he really ever left i mean he was only a year removed uh, from 2021, you just take out one year of major championships. He was still right there in the mix of a lot of them. He was right there in the mix at the 2021 U.S. Open, too. Had a bad bogey late. Uh, but but like Mark said, there, there's just a new apex predator. It's not Brooks Kepka, It's John Rahm. Yeah. Did, there, you, there, did you guys see ahead. Eamon Lynch's tweet? <laughs> uh, it was something to the effect of, it's going to be a tough scene when on Saturday evening after 54 holes, Brooks shows up for his green jacket and they're like, no, there's one more round to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, there, there's definitely a take out there, Patrick, that Brooks, and I actually almost wrote this, that Rom is the new Brooks. I don't, I don't know if I, they're pretty different in terms of like personality and the things they care about and stuff. So I, I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't know if I could make that work. But it does seem like the majors kind of run through Rom right right now, and that's. Uh, it, it, I don't know that he's separated himself quite enough that you could say that's been true for the last three years and will be true for the next three years. But it's a little there, there's something there, and I'm interested to see how sort of the rest of this year goes. Can I do just like a point of clarification on the Brooks stuff, Rick? Please. The knee thing, I was so frustrated all week because everybody just kept, and I'm sorry if any of you guys did this, everybody kept throwing the line out there of like, oh, he couldn't even bend over last Masters. That wasn't last Masters. That was 2021 Masters. And the next event that he played in, he almost won, the PGA Championship at Kiowa. Last Masters, he was fine. I mean, and this was what was, I, I, I didn't really know what to do with this. I asked Brooks, in his press round Thursday, he shoots 65 in round one. I said, but man, like what you were out of it this time last year, according I mean, I watch full swing. We all watch full swing. Like what, what changed from last year to this year? So like, just injuries, man. And it was like, it, it was almost like he was trying to reference the 2020. I don't know if this is what he was doing, but it seems like he was trying to reference the 2021 stuff. And everybody was just like repeating that line. That was two years ago. And he almost won three majors that year. He finished Thank second. You fourth and eighth or second sixth and eighth or something like that and it was just like this weird thing we were doing that i think last year was some mental stuff it wasn't i i, I mean it didn't seem like it was physical the physical stuff certainly 2021 but if you're almost winning a pga championship two months out of surgery then you've shown what your sort of like ceiling is for for being injured like you can go win majors or at least he can I just that whole thing was I thought really bizarre all week. I, I do want to say this, Rick, as it pertains to Brooks, because I think I mentioned on maybe the recap show, whatever day it was, I was like, I'm surprised at this. I truly am. 
Look, he did win the previous week, but let's be honest, Crooked Cat Golf Course is hardly going to knock you over with difficulty. Fairways are wide. Um, it's comfortable for him. The greens weren't fast. There, there was nothing, no fright factor to it. Not Augusta National Greens with crosswinds and swirling winds and all that sort of stuff and the pressure of a major championship. Pressure. So I was like, well, I was surprised at this. But I will tell you this, as a former player, I played at a moderately high level. Um, as someone who's taught major champions, Brooks Kepka must have looked at John Rahm at one stage, even Brooks Kepka, and looked at this guy and go, I can't beat this guy. And that is real. And I've, I'll point out thousands of golfers who've had that time when someone's at the top of their game. Now, unlike, I, I'm not prepared to just cede all the major championships to, to John Rahm. A lot of stuff happens for a golf tournament to work out. One bad bounce, that could be it. You can finish one back, one lip tight putt. That's as fine as what the margins are. But looking at the figure that is John Rahm right now, the way he was driving it, because if he plays from the fairway, he is lethal, right? They, you cannot beat him. You, every player kind of knows it. The Rorys, the Schefflers, the whole, all of them. And, she, and Scotty looks complete. Rory looks a little kind of shell-shocked-ish. Um, even Brooks, who was like the alpha, he must have looked at Ram go, I can't beat this guy. And when that happened, you started to see him sort of, the air came out of his balloon some in the final round there. And the putts that he was making for the saves, they happened less and less. Because to win, you got to make putts. And you started to see Brooks kind of look a little... A, a little beaten there. Uh, th that reminds me a lot of when we were in Phoenix and we spent a lot of time walking with the Rom group and he was not good. He wasn't good. And he was in it until mm -hmm. the 15th hole on Sunday. Yeah. Right. And it's like, how is this guy mess. this good? It's like, it's very like when you watch every single one of his, like it's crazy how much better he is than everybody else. Well, and, and if you, I mean, just the, the, I think some of the strokes gain stuff is we apply it over single events or single rounds in ways that are kind of unfair because it doesn't really tell a story over a single round and it kind of tells a story over a single event. But if you look at a career, I think that's where you get into more of the storytelling with strokes gained. And there's only three guys since Rom turned pro that have been over 2.0. 2.0 is like a top five player in the world, top 10 player in the world. And it's Rom, DJ, and Rory. Those have been the most consistent, great, greatest guys over the last, uh, what is that, seven years. And I just don't know that the regular golf fan was like internalizing that with Rom because he hadn't, you know, done this. And I think, I think that sh is shift. I mean, Masters and US Open is that's a big deal. There's only, I think, 18 guys that have ever done that. He's the first European to do it. It's it's not to disparage the PGA. It's different than like a PGA and a Open Championship or a PGA and a U.S. Open. It's Masters and U.S. Open is big boy stuff. And uh, yeah, we sh let's go around the room. Who who ends with the most majors out of that group? Brooks. So here, just to recap, it is. Uh... Oh, sorry, I thought I had it handy here. Brooks and Rory have four. Spieth has three. Yep. JT, Morikawa, and Rom have two. DJ was also in that group. Pretty DJ good. has two, and mm. Scheffler has one. May I go first because I'm going to make a statement that you guys can kind of diffuse a little bit. Sure. Um, well, you, you reference Phil's got five. Six. Ernie, six, forgive me. Ernie else has got four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
So you got Mickelson with six, Ernie with four. Then you got Rory with four, Spieth with four, Brooks with four. Spieth has three. Oh, goodness. Glad, glad you're helping me. DJ, who's like the ultimate talent, has two. Mm -hmm. And so this, when you come to major championship conversations like this, it's a bird. It's it's the bird in the hand thing. You know, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush kind of thing. And you go with the guys who've already got these things on their resume because there's only four a year, and they come and they go quickly. And and you just got to show up there, not putting well, or or not completely feeling a hundred percent, or just one guy happens to play better than you. It happens fast. So, I, I right now I'm not prepared to say. Look, can he win many more than 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 Rory and Co? Yeah, absolutely he can if he plays like this all the time now. But golf is unpredictable. The very nature of the game is unpredictability, and the guys who get a handle on it are able to adapt to its unpredictability. So I'm 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 yet to say. Look, I think it's it's all said and done. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't know what the future holds. If I Pick did, somebody. I'd Pick somebody. <laughs> I'm picking someone who's got four already. Who? Brooks or Rory? Who? I'm going go to go. I'm going to go with Rory because I also don't know that Brooks is going to get to play many more matches. That's, that's the other thing. Is yeah. If you're going to pick somebody who has four, it has to be Rory because the outlook for Brooks playing in good. 40 more majors is yeah. not particularly great. No, I think next year's it's, Masters is his last. Uh, yeah, last one he's in technically, which now, is ah right. oh, that would suck, right? To not have Brooks at the major, I, whatever you think about him. I, I don't, I don't love Brooks Kepka, but I do love having him at majors because he's one of the few characters in the game. You know, I, he, he's 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 like a real character and somebody that's I think super interesting um, to write about, think about, watch, whatever. I'm with Mark. I think is I think that. I think the right answer is either Rory or Brooks because it, because I think one of them will win at least one more. And if you get to five, I think that's like maybe fence Carter get five is just a joke. Five is so many, right? I, I guess I'll, I, I think that, I mean, Rory almost won his fifth last summer. Right. And it's easy to kind of get caught up in the Brooks stuff right now. Uh, after after he played so well at the Masters, I think the like most logical highest percentage answer is probably Rory. That sound that like probably feels dumb and sounds weird after how bad he was at Augusta, but I think that's probably the right answer. He he has a head start and he's got a lot of elite golf in front of him. I think that's the the right answer. I I give the honorable mention to Morikawa, who has. Oh, uh, I'm out on that. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't. Colin Morikawa a couple seasons ago, no. he just looked lethal. He really did, even despite the putting. I, I'm I, he's what's, lost his luster a little. What's bit. the case, Rick? What's the case? Uh, he's probably the youngest of these guys, right? I'm I'm assuming he's already Scheffler, him and Scheffler. Okay, so him him and Scheffler. Uh, so they've got they've got age. Uh, he is still a very good, if not elite, ball striker, and he's getting better everywhere else the other thing is like we're talking about so if we're talking about morikawa we're talking about 15 years um i've seen jordan spieth go through multi-year 
things that looked way ugly, way uglier than anything we could ever have imagined from Colin Morikawa. I've seen Jason, De- I've seen a lot of guys go through these slumps, and Morikawa is like not even remotely close to any. He had the worst season he ever had. He was the third best approach player in the world. The, the yeah. dude is like, I, I think we treat him pretty differently because he's he won two of his first eight. But it is an unbelievable skill set to have in the modern game. It is. But having been a former coach to these guys, you know when you're on the hot seat. And Rick Sessinghouse is on the hot seat. And if a coach in any sport's on the hot seat, what does that say to you? Player, team, whatever, is searching for something. And so there's, there's, there's the search going on. Now, here's the challenge, because I've spoken to a number of these guys. Once you've made it to the top, then you fall off their hankering to get back there. And it starts to seem like it's the impossible climb. And you're trying everything. Stuff that came so easy doesn't come easy anymore. And then it becomes like a Rory McIlroy at Augusta National. What was inevitable is now people are looking at this going, he's never going to win. So I hear you. Look, he's, he's a gifted, gifted golfer. They all are. But, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm stretching on Mark Power. Think about uh, how much better he's going to get in like the next five years, right? Like, is he? Is I mean, he though? Wh- how, why would he not? What's the difference? What if Mark his iron Kawa? play progresses oh, even hold worse? On, hold on. What if he becomes a much better? Like he has, he has, he has areas of his game where he could absolutely get like twice as good. He could also not. <laughs> but he also here's, could. Okay, here's here's my question, Rick. What's the difference between Morikawa and Xander? Um. Like Xander's just a much more consistent, like high floor guy, well-rounded, doesn't do anything spectacular, doesn't do anything horribly. Colin has Colin has distinct volatility built into his game. And Colin is a much better iron and wedge player. Marco has much an elite better. skill set. Xander's just well-balanced. Xander's I th- good at I everything. Th- Morikawa has an elite talent. I, I think okay. So only time. This is a really good conversation, and we need to talk about the RBC heritage at some point. But eventually, I think this is a. I think this um, the Morikawa thing. The only time's going to tell. I think he kind of fell into one of those. Major, I mean, think about the end of that 2020 PGA. Like nine guys could have won that, right? And so now we have we have these like oh he's won two majors at age 25 expectations on him. And I don't know if that's who he is. It, it might be. I, I don't know. Again, like only time will tell how that's sort of going to play out. I just don't know that he is a, hey, wins two majors by age 25 type guy. I mean. Okay. So take, uh, take away the one he fell into and he has as many as Scotty Scheffler does. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Spieth, Spieth missed that three-inch putt in the third round. Remember that one at Royal St. George's right before the final round? <laughs> when he ran off like a kicker, a field um, goal kicker. I'll, 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 in your corner, Rick, I think Morikawa has the best path to the career Grand Slam. I think his game's perfect for the U.S. Open and the Masters. He got the tough one out of the way with yeah, the Open. He did. He got, he got the tough one out of the way with um, his game at the Open, yes. But for the most, I'm going to go with Jordan Spieth. I like that he's already gone through this valley yes. in his career. He sets up great at the open every year. We know what he does at Augusta National. He could, you know, go go there in his 40s and win for all we know. 50s, so I think, 60s. I, I think Spieth has a legitimate chance to get to five. And with Rory's, you know, mental block, so to speak, Brooks' physical block, so, and potential not even getting into some of these tournaments, 
Give me Jordy. Hold on one second. Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth is. uh, How did I get onto Dutch Wikipedia? Real real quick. How old is Uh, he's thirty? He's twenty nine. Is Jordan Spieth going to play thirty more Masters? Because he might. Yeah. Like he's going to get thirty rips at majors built in. He's. He is. Yes. Yes. But he. He. Like. And this is sort of what you guys try. He's not going to win a U.S. Open ever again. Like that's never going to happen again, right? <laughs> uh, he's probably, if we keep doing what we're doing at the PGA, not going to win a PGA. He, like I, I almost feel like his only two chances a year are at the Masters and the Open Championship. But they set up made, so well for him. Good yes, job. yes, I agree. And I think I, I could obviously be talked into speed ending up at the most. I just. I don't know. This is why it's such a fascinating discussion because everybody's got different numbers at different points in their career and plays better at different types of venues. And we haven't even talked about Rom or Shuffler. I mean, Rom legitimately could win seven majors. I don't think he will because I think that's just, there's just so many great guys and so few majors, which is the point of this entire exercise. But he could, I mean, he, he could win two more this year, right? Like, I, it's, I don't know. I love talking about that. I could do this for like two hours. Josh wants Rom. Josh will take Rom at two. Uh, yeah, I never said I didn't like Rom. I'm just saying you go with guarantees because these things are hard to win. They really I, are hard to win. I think objectively the right answer is Rory because he has yeah. a head start. Because he, yeah. I mean, it's so hard to win two majors and he has a two major lead over basically every single guy on this list. That's not Jordan Spieth and Brooks Koepka, right? Like it's so hard. I'll throw two names at you. Freddie couples, Davis love. These were yep. generational talents, right? They both got one each. Norman has just two. two exactly. Yeah. I think Gordon Sargent will win seven. So we haven't talked about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Kyle. Seven. World long Apparently you like 190 ball speed. That's about where it ends. Oh, he is. He, I watched him on Thursday. He was, who was he with? He was with uh, Jason Day and uh, Zach Johnson. <laughs> that was a t- tough, tough scene for Zach Johnson. But his transition at the top is astonishing. It, 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 it was like, I've never seen anything like it. Kyle, go take a cold shower, bro. And, <laughs> and Sean Martin, I was talking to Sean Martin about it. He was like, his hip speed is, I mean, like very Tiger-esque from, from like when Tiger was that age. Now, doesn't mean he's going to pan out, but he's got a pretty, he's got a pretty clear path to being on the, like getting that, what, what's the uh, PJ Tour U exemption when you get to like twenty they points? Change it, but I, I oh, is it that? I thought it was like top five now. Get a corn fairy card. No, it is, uh, but you, number if one you, guy gets in the tour. If you get to, if you get to twenty, they they they, they made like points for all these different okay. things: the Haskins Award, the NCAA, whatever. Got and it. he's like halfway to twenty, and if you get to twenty, it's automatic. You're on the PJ Tour, which is which is sick. I'm, I, I see Gordon Sargent, and look, he's gifted. He truly he truly is gifted. But remember the, the movie Major League with Wild Thing? You throw gas, but it's kind of all over the show a little bit. Mm-hmm. When, when Gordon Sargent learns what DJ and Justin Thomas did, then he's going to be really good. He's got some growing time. If I was advising him, I'd say, don't leave college. Keep playing. Keep dominating. Keep learning. 
the tour is there. It's waiting for you. He, he, but it's different. He's the number. He's the number one amateur in the world. Like it's not as if he's not. It's not. It's not like Cameron Champ, where he didn't. He's not winning in college, and he didn't. You know, like he clearly knows how to play golf and not just like hit the ball. Yeah. So I think I think that's why I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think his scoring average is like sub 69 in college. Is that this good? Season. Some would say jury's still out. What was he scoring average at Augusta National last week? Not good. I mean, first time out, you know. Come on, settle down, boys. (laughs) Settle down. Any, uh, we will, we will talk about other things, but uh, any final nuggets on the Masters that we need to talk through this instant that cannot wait. Uh, uh, (laughs) This is going to be a three-hour podcast. (laughs) Who wins a major next, Rory or Phil? Stop. The Phil stuff is um, – He might win another. I, I'm not unconvinced. I don't even have the, the vocabulary to describe the Phil stuff. With how bad he has been for the last year everywhere in the world, and well, then he shows up here and flips – like just to flip the bird to everybody and play some great golf. Like, uh, And people think that's – go ahead, Mark. No, after you. I, I was going to say people think that's a live take. That is not a live take. That is a – he hasn't been good at the Masters since right. 2015. Take right. Not my opinion. Like, this is like completely objective. Yeah, like he's <laughs> not been good at the. Like I don't. It, that has nothing to do with the high flyers. You know, like he's just not been good at Augusta, and then he is, and it's just. It, it's I don't know. I I came into last week thinking like this is sad. It, this is not he he he's supposed to be like a king there that was supposed to be the place that he kind of like held court and ruled over and that was how the last 20 years of his career and life sort of played out and the beginning of the week was so sad and then he lives this entire like career in a week and he leaves and he's a king again and you're like i don't just the 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 compression of time with him we we saw this at the pga championship is he lives these entire careers in single weeks, and it's crazy to watch, uh, like, see unfold. I was just going to say, in my experiences with Phil, bearing in mind he hadn't played that well the last couple, when he drives down Magnolia Lane, something stirs inside of his soul. I mean, I've seen him come in there more than once um, when he was playing nicely or, you know, relevant, and just have nothing, and then next thing he's contending. It's just the way the golf course sets up, the way he understands it. Uh, a left-hander around that place, it plays right into the alley because, you know, the weak shot for a professional golfer is a, when the club face hangs open. And for a right-hander, that's to the right-hand side. And that's punitive on number 12, where Phil can draw in some, something in there to the back hole location. In fact, he did on our channel and made a birdie. And he turns you turn it away from all of the trouble on the left-hand side. So there's just something about the place, the way he plays around the greens and stuff always worked with him um uh, but again last week like kepka i was amazed and very surprised at how he performed kp did you have one more thing you wanted to throw out there yeah i did it's uh well two things one sam bennett gamer awesome. he's he's not and this is i think this is cool he doesn't have the talent of gordon Sargent. doesn't have the swing doesn't have the ball speed doesn't have the he doesn't really have the result. I mean, he won the USAM, obviously, but he, he's not <laughs> as to say. Okay. he's not as consistently good in college as Gordon Sargent. But when when you know chips are down, he just goes out and he's is a gamer. Now 
does that translate over the long haul to a really good professional career? Maybe, maybe not, but it was really fun to watch for, for one week. Uh, and then the other thing is, I don't know why this didn't hit me until last week, but Spieth and Phil are the same player. Yeah, that was great. I liked that. Like one plays right. One's a lefty that plays righty. One's a righty that plays lefty. <laughs> you know, like they need, you need a map to follow them around the course. <laughs> uh, they are great champion. I mean, they're, they're just like, they both talk incessantly about the swing and the ball and the physics. And the, I mean, there's, there's the same player basically. Uh, and that that's, and then they got paired together and it was just speed shot a palindrome on the front three, four, 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 three, four, 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 three, same backwards and forwards, completely insane. The whole, it was just, it's always an amazing event. And it was again this year. I think they shot a best ball. What I see 59, 58, 58. Oh, mama. With four bogeys. So good. So good. Um, here's what we'll do. We'll put a bow on the master. So I, we didn't always get a chance to do this. So let's just quickly, Josh, throw up the best bets from last week, just for accounting purposes. So we can go through here. We did pretty good on matchups, three out of four there. Um, Patrick, you were the only loser. Patrick can't lay over John Rahm. I love it when you do the thing where you pick either <laughs> you, you you try to pick the match. Like like Patrick can't lay finish what T four, and you ran into the one guy who won the golf tournament. In all fairness, Wait, right when I said it, I said I hate this bet. Yeah, you <laughs> so. did. You did. Uh, Xander beat Cantlay. Yeah, that might, not- we might need to check the accounting on that one. Check the tapes there, Josh. Greg is slipping Josh some uh, some bucks under the table. Yeah, and I, think, yeah. I think Sergeant did. I think it was T nineteen, maybe. <laughs> oh man, we need Ernst and Young auditing this thing. What oh, are too soon, too soon. Oh, that was yeah, yeah. You got some contacts over there. Hold on. Uh, all right, show me the one and do we have the one? Are the are the one and done results correct? Let's see what we have. <laughs> I don't think those are right. All right, uh, Xander finished. Cantley had a bad last round. Xander beat Xander beat Cantley. Wow. Okay. Wow. I stand corrected. That's why you're slow. I thought Cantlay was like T six or something. Apologize for the slander, Josh. We we knew we knew Xander slander. Xander slander. Hit me with the one and done. Do we have that handy? I forgot who I had. I think I had Spieth. You had Jordan Spieth, who Sunday earned you. Seven hundred and forty-four thousand dollars. Rick, that. Brooks pick was oh I know I'll take it but come on Jeff's kiss it was good Rory that you needed that birdie on 18. I did I did he had a a pup for it I needed solo second the fans and Sia found the mush of Rory McElroy zero bucks there uh Greg had Scotty Scheffler Patrick Xander KP had Jordan Spieth Sia and the fans had Rory Kyle M with Jason Day who Ejected. Yes, he did. Um, And then I had Brooks and Mark had Jordan Spieth. So as we talked about, Mark, tight at the top, my friend. Who did you think I was pulling for in the final pairing Sunday? Yeah, I have a couple of feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly do. All right, there's the updated standings. Thank you very much. We are going to continue this conversation with the heritage, with our best bets, our one and done selections for this week. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That right there, that promo is for the brand new CBS Sports Galazzo Network, the first of its kind, free, F-R-E-E, 24-7, 365 day channel dedicated exclusively to global soccer coverage now streaming on cbs sports app pluto tv and paramount plus it's pretty sick i need i need who do we talk to to get a first cut network a 24 7 free first of its kind channel dedicated to the global golf coverage who do we have to talk to about that i think mark knows some people talk to your friends at the win come on now we need, we need some we need some backing we need some funds yeah exactly money talks that, that is sick that they have an entire channel dedicated to soccer. I don't know what's going to be on. Actually, I do. Uh, morning Footy, which is a morning show that begins at 7 a.m. Eastern, and then highlights and live matches and all that fun stuff. But that would be sick to have for golf. It would. What it's would we call it? PGA Tour Live, isn't it? Well, PGA Tour Live is only four days. You know, I need, I need 24-7, 365. All right. Can watch reruns on YouTube. Second cut. The second cut. Second cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, gents. Harbortown, one of the most unique courses on the PGA Tour because precision generally better than power around this place. A couple of news and nuggets before we jump into this, Patrick, and you can take whichever one of these that you want. Rory McIlroy, WD. Will Zalatoris, mm. back surgery. Mm. Out for the season. Uh, I will take Zalatoris for 400, please. And go ahead. It's a bummer, right? I mean, first came up week after he won uh, there in Memphis, Kyle's favorite town. Uh, withdrew from there with the same herniated disc. Rested for four months. Had to miss a Presidents Cup be- because of it. Likely gonna miss, uh, you know, the Ryder Cup because of it as well. Uh, and so I don't know why he just didn't get this surgery right away. This procedure, the micro, uh, probably just got a, a poor opinion. It happens, uh, from time to time, but it sucks because he's such like, we were talking about Brooks and his presence at major championships, like Zalatoris always brings something like edge, uh, edge of your seat. Like, Oh my God, look at that putting stroke. Is he going to be able to make the seven footer? Well, in major championships, he does. Uh, six top tens in his 10 majors, which is ridiculous. Hasn't missed one since 2020. Uh, and I'm kind of, I watched the match play. It was bad, the putting. Um, and I wonder if it was, I'm totally projecting here. If it's, okay, my back hurts. I need to have this procedure eventually combined with maybe some like mental strain with the putting. Cause he looked just flat out frustrated uh, putting and like gassed to an extent. I, may I add to that? Um, when you've got a lower back issue, practicing putting is next to impossible. You know, people talk mm-hmm. about the golf swing and stuff like that. It's and, and sadly, a lot of folks sort of saw this coming with the way he's golf swing with all the side tilt he has, and then he rotates his body on that. And then 
what creates the leverage and the power for him is he pushes the lower body up into that, into that tilted, rotated spine. So it was always going to be uh, an area that was going to be tender uh, and sad that then you start to herniate discs and stuff. And this is this disectomy, once it's done, you, you, it's never really complete. That's the sad news about it. But if you've got a bad back, practicing putting is impossible. Jason Day spoke to me about that at length. And so Will Zalatoris, who works hard and he's putting all of the time, that starts to go. And I feel like that may be why the putting start to go sour as well. Uh, big bummer here, KP, obviously, because uh, the talent level for Will Zalatoris, I mean, when you start to Mar – Mark's right. Like backs stink as a golfer wrists right like those are the things that you don't really want to be dealing with issues with and the fact that he's what 26 years old and just big bummer here yeah i think the 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 one thing i was thinking about is his presence at major championships because I, I think you go back to the to, to the pga tour and yeah it stinks that he's out but it's not it's 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 not i mean there's not very many guys that you're like oh i can't believe we don't have that guy the rest of the year right kind of Rory Rom, maybe Scheffler. I, I don't know. Even if like a, if a Cantlay was out the rest of the year, you, you would notice it, but it wouldn't be like, it wouldn't devastate the entire season. I think the thing with Zalatoris is he's been awesome. I mean, think about the last 18 months of major championships, right? And, or I guess two years since the 2021 Masters. He's been so good there, and I think it it stinks for him from that perspective. But also, it kind of opens the door a little bit. Not that he's won a bunch of them, but you know, you you could say like, "Hey, Zalatoris would have won the twenty twenty three U.S. Open." I I don't know, whatever. It opens the door a little bit for guys to kind of walk in, and it's just one fewer guy among a pretty small group of guys that can win those those big boy tournaments. Yeah, big boy tournaments indeed. A couple of big boys uh, along with Will Zaltors who will not be playing this week. As mentioned, Rory McIlroy, uh, WD and Jason Day not playing. Hideki Matsuyama not playing. Patrick, uh, you, you tried to get out of the Rory McIlroy question the first time around. I will not let you do that. Uh, didn't give a reason, <laughs> doesn't need to, but this is notably the second designated event that Rory has missed, which will bring consequences that I understand are to be determined. Yeah, I'm not quite sure um, <laughs> if a WD counts as a skip. Technically, oh, right? interesting. Like, I think that could be a way. Like, because look, say you skip one and then you do hurt your wrist or whatever, maybe. We obviously don't know what's going on with Rory, but I don't know. Maybe there's kind of a, a, a wraparound situation there. Uh, but I, like, without knowing what happens, it's kind of tough to speak on. But it's not like the best look, in my opinion. You missed the first event after this new schedule gets rolled out in Kapalua, and then you're the first one to miss two as well after you're only allowed to skip one technically. And then you look more into the future, and look, you only had to drive two hours. After the U.S. Open, these guys are going to have to be coming from L.A. after getting their butts kicked cross-country to Cromwell, Connecticut for the Travelers the week after. I mean, that, that's probably going to be a hot spot for guys skipping that one, using their one skip. It's probably going to be the Travelers when you think about it. Um, so, I don't know. It's just really tough without knowing why he WD'd. And, you know, I'm sure it's a great reason. It's Rory McIlroy. But it, it doesn't really come off great when, you know, you're the face of the PGA Tour and, and you're missing these des designated events. And with this one, this is technically the eighth with the players and the Masters. 
he'll be mm-hmm. gone from the weekend in half of them. So mm. it's not fantastic. No, it's not. I, I was shocked by this. You know, whenever I mean his play was so uninspired last week and and so disappointing. I think if you're, you know, a fan of wanting to see somebody kind of make a run at the at the Grand Slam. And I was stunned that he withdrew. You know, that news came across, what, uh, Monday morning, yes. Patrick? And yep. uh, we had it in – you and I were talking about – or the news came across Slack, and I think both of us were like, whoa. Like, that That was just – it was shocking. So, pretty uh, – not a ton of noise from his camp, just in terms of why or what happened or whatever. So, I, I think it's worth waiting to see – what the reason is i think rory's been he's 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 and most of these guys are but just a very like the consummate professional of just showing up showing up showing up showing up uh doesn't duck a lot of stuff even after playing poorly so i i was pretty stunned by that it it makes me wonder like what what all is you know what what's going on the other thing, Mark, is Jordan Spieth was speaking about how I, I think he said how mentally tired he was before the Masters. And then you go through the Masters. You've got Harbortown here, an elevated event the week after. It has been a lot of golf for the top players in the world to, to kick off the year. It has. And uh, Rory's obviously spoken of the toll that being one of the PGA Tour's figureheads has taken on him, not physically, but more ment- uh, mentally and emotionally. And and I'm sure last week for Rory, because um, I got to see him for like six holes when he came through uh, Amen Corner, he just looked lethargic. Some of the swings he made looked like they were out of control. Um, Kyle uses the word uninspired. I, I saw some of that. And, and I saw more confused than anything else. It, it was a guy that it sort of looked like he didn't have any clue where the golf ball was going, which was strange because at uh, the – match play he looked like he was had everything on 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 tape so it, it was a, it was a strange sort of decision but there's got to be something that's going on beneath the surface because for him to duck the media um friday at augusta national and then all of a sudden to withdraw there's something going on I, and if it was injury you you'd hear the mechanics of the for the withdrawal you'd, you'd hear the camp go well rory's not feeling well or rory's got this or whatever with with the silence the silence is telling for me and 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 eventually it will come to light. But right now I'm, I'm somewhat concerned to be honest. Did he, did he duck the media? Yeah. From what I heard, I mean, I, you were in the press building there, but from what I heard, he didn't take questions at all. I think it was, it was, it, it got, it coincided with that, with the weather delay. Okay. Like it was happening right as everybody was clearing the course. So uh, it certainly was a good timing. <laughs> if you're him, I don't know that he, necessarily declined it though there, there have been times in the past where he has and that's you know not from always my, great from my experiences from with him when i've been on the course or when i've done uh, another type of show where we'd have to interview he was always very candid and, and very open to taking even quick questions um so when i when i didn't see any transcripts from him i, I, I found it curious yeah like if you're this is not what you're doing mark but people in the comments are if your take is like rory doesn't want to face the media literally nobody does more media than rory and, uh, oh yeah all the time like that's Absolutely. i mean so whatever um but yeah it, it is a little like wait a second what what's what's going on here I, i'm interested and you know i he's gonna play wells fargo presumably 
oh, yeah. and then P- and then PGA Championship. So maybe it's a maybe it's a just like, hey, I'm like Spieth, I'm worn out type thing. And then you can maybe criticize him for the Netflix thing of like, hey, if I can play all these events, so can you guys. And if and if he's now and again, you just you wait for the reason, I guess. But it, it is going to be an interesting one. Hey, Rick, I might use Rory at Wells Fargo. I have a feeling you would, and that would be a pretty good spot to use him. <laughs> Do you think it would be worth the PGA Tour having someone, someone face the me- someone from the tour face the media every single week, like a weekly press conference with? Doesn't have to be Jay Monahan. It could be Jason Gore. It could be the vice president of PR. I feel like the idea that that Rory and JT and Spieth and like all these guys have to play golf and also be the spokes people of the tour in what is just a a crazy world of golf that if someone every Tuesday at noon answered all the questions from the media, would that help these guys or would they still get asked the same stuff? Yeah. I mean, not, not every week, but yes, at the, at the big boy, at the, at the elevated events, have somebody out there. I, I think that's given where golf is, and what's been going on for the last year, I think that's not only a good idea, but I think it would be helpful to everybody, the media, the tour, and the players. Right. Well, help me understand then, because I have thought that. But with other leagues, how often do you hear from, a, uh, from the commissioner? You, well, of the yeah, but other, other leagues aren't member-run, aren't member right? Yeah. No, one's a, no one's asking Ja Morant about why the play-in tournament is going to change the structure and relations of global go- you know what i mean like it's just the, the it's, it doesn't it just doesn't work that way and adam silver i bet i don't know how often he addresses the media i feel like it's pretty regularly but i don't know if it's like a normal cadence yeah i think uh the past two years it would have definitely been helpful i know monahan did the round table at kapalua with some media early on and then we saw him at the players championship so twice in four months just doing that like it's, once a month maybe just yeah. like a round table with media let everyone write what they need to write so everyone can know. The dirty that, that'd be enough. The dirty little PR secret too is that when you're doing it more frequently, you can get away with saying, "Oh, you know what? I'm not sure. Or I'm not ready to give that answer. Let me get back to you." Because you're doing it every ten days or every two weeks or every month, as opposed to if you only do something a couple of times a year, you're expected to offer like groundbreaking information every single time. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Hey, I got a time for you. Same time, blah blah blah. Come and talk to me. Some you might also need some reps. Get some reps in. Get some reps <laughs> in. Yeah, get some reps. I mean, in. I I think it would. Yeah, I think it would be. Again, I don't I don't need it at the John Deere and the Colonial and you know everything. But yeah, I think it would be. I think that's a great. Is did you? Is that like? Are you just riffing, Rick? Or is well, this, I've been thinking been, about that for a while. Okay. Yeah, it's a great idea. Just because I think that these guys, I think that I think the players are asked to answer questions about the organization in a way that other other athletes are not, and I think it creates a situation where, like, if Rory says, "Oh, they're mandatory events," or "Oh, we're not sure if they're mandatory," like they shouldn't also be the de facto voices of the league for official league communication. Well, and there there have been moments over the last year where Tiger will say something, and then you get. PGA Tour or not Tiger, it, Tiger or other people will say something. You get PGA Tour PR being like, "Oh, well, that's like maybe not exactly how." It is. Right. You're like, "Well, wait a second. Like, we need we need this to be more streamlined than what is what is happening here." 
Right. And then the players can direct any questions that they don't want to answer to so-and-so of PR who will be speaking at three o'clock today. Answer all your questions. It's a great idea. Thank you. Andy would be probably more, I don't know about accurate information, but just cleaner information. Yeah. It would be official, official information. Yeah. It's like what we're looking for. I don't need, I don't need anybody speculating. I want like official information. Yeah. We uh, don't need Ja Morant uh, <laughs> PR for NBA. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. I mean, that was the first name that came to mind. He definitely would not be heading PR what a pick. for the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Okay, That's Rick, true. let's get to picks. Um, let's get to picks. So here is what we have done for this week. And actually, before we get to picks, let's hear a word from our partners. The picks. This is where we take a hundred bucks nuggets points over to Caesars Sportsbook and we allocate them as this 50 on a matchup, 30 on our finishing position of choice, and 10 on two separate outrights. Please display me the grid. There it is in all of its glory. Patrick, give me your matchup for this week's RBC Heritage. Unlike last week, I love this bet. Colin Morikawa minus 120 over Jordan Spieth. Morikawa, you think about this golf course, really accurate off the tee, pristine iron player. I think like a third of the approaches are 175 to 200. Right in his wheelhouse, Spieth, uh, you know, running on fumes. His words, not mine. Still has that big left miss in the bag, which can get sketchy around here. So give me Morikawa minus 120. Patrick, Colin Morikawa over Jordan Spieth. Mark, you're going with one of Patrick's nemeses. I love this. What is your matchup, please? Uh, Tom Kim over Justin Thomas. And for the record, um, I actually thought, I know he's running on gas, but I was kind of liking the defending champion over Colin Morikawa in that game that Patrick picked over there, just for the record. But uh, Tom Kim uh, looked stout to me last week. Uh, JT is just unconvincing, honestly. I know he's a preeminent iron player and such, but um, golf has played with 14 clubs, and right now Tom Kim has got all 14 clubs operational, especially the putter. And with his small greens, he's accurate. Um, I think it's time for him to kind of make hay on a golf course that should suit him. Tom Kim, even money over Justin Thomas. I'm just going to take the guy who never, ever fails at Harbortown, Matt Kuchar. 15 cuts made in a row, 13 straight years gaining from tee to green, playing great golf. I'll take him over Corey Connors, which leaves us with you, KP, your matchup for this week. I've got Max Homa over Zan. How about Matt Kuchar being minus 120, by the way? <laughs> That's crazy. Steaming him right now. Uh, Max Homa over Xander, number five player in the world. Max was playing really good golf until the Masters last week. He hit the ball wonderfully at this course last year. Didn't put it at all. Finished like T41. So uh, this feels like a toss-up to me. You're getting a toss-up number. I'll take the plus money. Kucher over Connors. Morikawa over Spieth. Homa over Xander. Tom Kim over JT. Our favorite finishing positions. We've got two top 20s, a top 10, and a top 40. KP, I'm going to throw it right back here to you. Yours is the most ambitious. It's the top 10. Who is it, please? Yeah, Scotty Shuffler, top 10. He hit it, uh, I think he was second in the field, Tita Green last week, which is who he's been all year for the last 16 months, Rick. So good. Couldn't putt it at all. I I, I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see how he plays this golf course, right? Because he he's. I think he's a very underrated iron player. He's been number one or number two in the world in iron play so far this year. It's basically him and Morikawa. 
but is some of his long game neutralized by the way this golf course set, sets up? But regardless, I still like him to finish in the top 10. Uh, Patrick, you and I have opted for the top 20s. I am much more bullish on Justin Thomas than Mark is. I just think the number has slipped much too far. The pendulum has swung too far. JT hasn't been that bad. I obviously worry about the putter, but at plus 130 to finish inside the top 20, he's my selection. You've gone for a much longer top 20. Who is it? I'll go with one of his former teammates. I believe the junior Ryder Cup back in the day. Denny McCarthy, top 24 to 1. Uh, last three stroke play events outside the Honda, which I believe he was under the weather for. He's been inside the top 20. That includes a Desi at the Genesis Invitational. Uh, played pretty well there at Pete Dye Design, Austin Country Club. Just ran into Rory McIlroy there, as we all saw. The putter hasn't been fantastic. And with Denny, you got to imagine, got to imagine it, it comes back with Denny McCarthy and the putter. Has played well at this course, so at 4-1, to one, I will take him for a top 20. Yeah, 4-1 to one for Denny to finish on the top two pages. Denny at a Desi is where Patrick is going for this week. And Mark, you've got the top 40, the lone top 40. And I have to say, uh, hat tip on this one. I endorse. What is it? I uh, I saw a few top 40s that were intriguing. Justin uh, Rose was plus money. You could get him for a top 40. Um, Christian Besaidnode, who's played very well here, was... A plus 125, 130, maybe. But I'm going for a guy for a guy from Greenwood, South Carolina. Played college golf at Clemson. Loves the area. He's coming off two top tens his last couple of events. A very accurate Ben Martin. And 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 there's 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 a comfort factor around here. And I think he slides into that top 40 pretty easy. I, I would I'd actually go, I'd back him to finish a little higher, to be honest. Oh, Marcus feeling Ben Martin this week. Okay, gents, let's talk about our outrights. And as I scan this card, I see some interesting names. Kyle, I'm going to go to you because you have not only the shortest selection. Oh, you almost second. have the longest. Yeah, the second yeah, longest second selection longest. as well. So where'd you go? Yeah, Cantley obviously plays great here. Uh, lost in a playoff to Spieth last year. Uh, I think that he, I it's I don't love the number twelve to one's pretty short, but I do think he'll play uh, very well again this week. And then Tom Kim, you know, he did he didn't play very good golf from January to basically last week. He, he was fine. He was okay. It wasn't the level that he, we kind of were accustomed to him playing at at the end of twenty twenty two. Certainly. Uh, but he played really well last week. He finished T16. Uh, he hit it very well. To me, this is a golf course that, you know, we, we talk about courses where shorter guys have a better chance, and that's this one for me with him. And I think that I'm excited about that. I'm excited about him sort of coming in off a hot week, and I think he could do some damage of 40 to 1. Yeah, should be a pretty good litmus test for someone that uh, – for what – golf Twitter has described the skill set of Tom Kim to be so excited for Tom Kim this week, 40 to one. I've said, let me unite all of the ball strikers who cannot putt. I found Colin Morikawa at 18 to one, and I share my second selection with you, Patrick. Would you like to reveal to the world who it is? Uh, Justin Thomas, 25 to one. I'm with you, Rick. I think uh, this number has gone a little too deep and look, JT, he hasn't really contended yet, but he's still top 20. In each of the tee to green metrics over the last three months, he's putted these greens well. So if the putter comes alive, look out for Justin Thomas. And then House Terrell Hatton, 45 to 1. Uh, truthfully, I thought I was going to 
bet Shane Lowry, but then I saw Hatton at a longer price and I was like, sure, let's do that. Uh, finished sure. third here when uh, all the boys came out and play after COVID in 2020. Uh, and he, him too, he, he's putted these greens. Well, didn't really have a great Texas swing. We all know he doesn't like Augusta national. So He'll find out some some comfort level here, hopefully at forty five to one. He would look quite dapper in a tartan jacket. I would like to see Terry. Already got the cardigan too, you know. Yeah, so. I like that. He's a he's a he's a low key fashionable guy. Doesn't get enough credit for that. Everyone wants to just talk about the attitude. I, I don't think I don't I I don't think Terrell Hatton's a low key fashionable guy. I've got some <laughs> photos to prove that. I'm actually, just, I'm with you, that guy. He's no Keith Mitchell. We'll just send him over. I'll I'll be happy to review my stance on this, but I I like his fits. Mark, I will do that as we speak. Thank you, Mark. Round us out here with your two selections to win the RBC Heritage. I'm really hot on Patrick Cantlay, but the number was a bit short. Um, mm-hmm. I I think uh, look, I know Jordan Spieth is tired, but Jordan Spieth won this thing last time he was there. He hit it all over South Carolina and won. Beat Patrick Cantlay in the playoff. Um, and he's the kind of guy when you get some adrenaline going, you know, anything's possible. And, and I think the adrenaline's surging through his veins right now and he's playing well, which is a big deal. And then, uh, Victor, give me Victor Hovland over Justin Thomas every day of the week around this place, the way he's striking it, the confidence he has, he's really made inroads around the greens and, and to those greens, they're so small that you don't see the incidence of three putts very often, unless the wind really starts to blow. This is more making putts from like 15 feet and in. You've got to make it a lot of those sorts of things because that's what you see with the smallness of the greens. And last week, I, uh, whenever he, we had him, because he was part of the, the storyline, obviously, his putting stroke looked really tight to me. So, uh, so I love Hovland this week. Stay out of the water, Victor. There are sharks and snakes and things you don't want to get involved with, but otherwise should be good on the golf course. That's JT, JT, Cantlay, Victor, Spieth, Tom Kim, Terrell Hatton, Colin Morikawa as the outrights for the group. And I'm not going to skip it this time, Josh. We also have a best bet that in full disclosure, for some reason on the outline, I just constantly skip over this. But we take an extra 50 bones and we put it on anything in the world that we want. Patrick, as you tend to do, you doubled down on something else that was already on your card. What is it for this week? This is all about just inching towards the black and I need a big one. And so this would get me about a better way, I think. So... <laughs> Denny I love McCarthy. that when you hit a you get you hit a four to one to be a bet away from being even. <laughs> yeah, if this, these twelve things this, happen, this I'll usually doesn't end well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not um, good. So, Rick, first hat mm. tip to you for always skipping this segment. I agree. Yeah, we're not very it. we're not very good at it. So, yeah. Uh, but I love Denny McCarthy this week. I think he has a fantastic shot to contend in this tournament. So, top twenty four to one. Uh, KP, again, you have also opted to. Did you double down or did you just – no, you just you just get, got another bet in on a guy that you like. What's your best bet? Yeah, I did. I'm a bet away from being joining you boys in the red here, so that's not great. Uh, yeah, Max, I'm a top 10. You know, he, he had a bunch of top 10s going into the Masters. You know, he's struggled at major championships. That's f- fairly obvious, I think. I don't think anybody is uh, is trying to convince people otherwise. Uh, but I think that he rebounds this week, has a really good week. And notches another uh, top ten in a in a desi. 
<laughs> this is catching fire already. I've said, uh, give me Ricky. Well-rested, playing great golf, top 40, even money. Don't forget Ricky Fowler. Hit it, Josh. He's looking at my Terrell picks. Ricky Fowler. He wasn't ready for that one. Just hit it again no. while we have it. Ricky Fowler. <laughs> me, even money. Mark, we don't have a drop for your guy, but uh, mm. if he says something weird or does something weird, maybe we can make one for him. Yeah, Sebez. Uh, I mentioned him earlier. Uh, he loves this golf course. Mentioned to me that he, it might be one of his favorites on the uh, tour. And um, he's playing beautifully. New instructor. He's always very accurate and a super putter around the green. So top 40, I think you can take that one to the bank. It's time for me to win one of these. Hey, do we have numbers on our other bets? I have no idea where I stand. I might be in last, so maybe I shouldn't ask for this. Like our just regular, like not the not the money, but not the best ball, but the just overall numbers. Whoa. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Three EY. of us are in the green. Mark EY's is very close. And Patrick is a four to one winner, an outright and a bet away from being black again. So I really need Turtle Hatton to win this week, and I'll be Pat up there. Patrick, way. this is this is this is. I don't think correct. this is correct, honestly. You should I'll hope to, I'll have not. to go through. I think. Uh, I, I think, think it's there must have been some funny business on some of the Sunday. Well, I think what's I crazy is what's crazy is you only you've only hit one fewer than. Well, I guess you've had a few, six more than me. Yeah, but, but you've only. Like, hit, I think we're entertainers at heart. I'm just trying to get our net profit and return right around zero. So it's kind of everyone can. Patrick, I don't know where I'm going. Patrick opts for the longer, the longer shots as well, Kyle, compared to you. Which, when they yeah. hit, but when they, which hit, they will <laughs> eventually. I hope. I hope they do. <laughs> Good thing you play with uh, other people's money. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well done. That leaves us uh, with one last thing to do, gentlemen. It is the world famous one and done. And I can tell you that we have chosen one, two, three, four, five different goals. Yeah, this is, this is a fun one. This, this is, is going to be good. One. Reveal it, Josh. Yeah, here we go. Wow. All right. So from the bottom up, Greg, who is at 4.5 million, has opted for Patrick Cantlay. He is a lone wolf of a golfer who has finished inside the top 10 three times in the last four years and is one of the betting favorites. Cantlay for Greg. Patrick, you have a $1.3 million lead on Greg, but you are $700,000 behind Kyle. You have opted for, oh boy, it's going to be a big week or a, a small one for you, bud. House Tyrell, baby. Yeah, they burn down every now and then, but... I like it. I like it. I think he's due for a great week and, you know, maybe a win. He hasn't won in a while. So 3.6, I'm already counting, count my dollars. Okay. Lone wolf there for Patrick. <laughs> Another loner. KP, 6.5 million. You are stuck right in that, that middle core here where you're $300,000 behind Sia, but you're only 800,000 behind your, your namesake, Kyle M. So you're, you're, you're right there within, this is the, the tight pack in the middle. Yeah. It doesn't look great on the leaderboard, uh, but I'm like one back of third place. Yeah. Right. Not what? a lot of people between you and the top. <laughs> one, one, one win and then a fifth from being in third or being in first. Uh, a fifth? 
and a win. Like, uh, well, no, I think I'd need like two wins, right? Well, if you get three point six this week, that gets you to ten point one. Oh yeah, I can't do math. I'm an idiot. Um, you're right. Yeah, this is this is like I'm like Patrick Reed on Sunday afternoon at the Masters. I'm like one back of third place. I'm not gonna win, or I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get to first, but I could certainly get to second, or excuse me, uh, to third. So you can be in the storyline. Yeah, I love. Oh, Mark Scott Fitzpatrick. Damn, that's pretty good. That's gonna be a problem. Um, uh, I'd, I'd like triple down on Homa though. So here we are. Spoiler alert: Mark has Matt Fitzpatrick. We'll get to that in a second. Sia Najad. I just hate this. Sia's at six point eight. I have the same guy. It's, <laughs> it's Victor. And generally, when you are attached to Sia's selection, it doesn't go well for you. Ask the fans about. Well, why? Why, why here, Rick? Why? I mean. So the he's con- panicking now because he's close. Now he wants to try and jam uh, some heavyweight picks down my throat. Is what's happening? Yeah, Mark. <laughs> you if you think I'm panicking because things are going great, you've got like you're the one panicking. Yeah. You're looking in the rear view, and I'm getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah, um, whatever. I believe that this golf course uh, allows him to to lean into the the parts of his game that are really good. Right, long and straight off the tee. Now. The other thing about this is he's a very, very aggressive second shot player, like probably to his detriment at times, very, very aggressive. And these are small greens. And when you miss them, there's a lot of shots that come from greenside, but they're not like hard shots. Like the difficulty of around the green shots around this place, it ranks pretty low. So when you put all that together, he's playing great golf. He wants it, man. He's, he's like, it's, he's so close. Yeah, I I do I a little bit am concerned about the same Scheffler thing with him of is some of his you know game which is built on like hitting it as far as possible neutralized by this golf course. Yes, but he's but that's but his his one skill set is not drive it far. He's also very accurate. He's also like an awesome second shot player. For sure. And I think that that's, it's different than you wouldn't pick Bryson at Harbor town. Right. No, I would not. And that's the, it, it is different, but I was just wondering if you had any concern about that. No, I mean, I've, I've got concerns that like, he's coming off a mess, like a grueling mat. Like I, I have concerns and, and the, the real story is that, um, this being an elevated event is getting a pretty unique class of top guys outside of 2020. A lot of these guys hadn't made it a habit of coming here. And it is such a different golf course than what we saw last week. So I, I have a lot of I have a lot of worries that this week is going to be quite chaotic. Honestly, do you have concern over the wardrobe? Uh, I okay. I generally am much more bull. I, I like his wardrobe more than others, but there are some things that are not indefensible. Good, yes. Even I cannot protect him from. Even I actually he went away from it on Friday. Yeah, I actually the the, brown. <laughs> called an audible. The the flower shirt, I it actually kind of grew on me. I was kind of in on it by the end of the week. The green pullover though was, I mean, it looked like it looked like a Lego um, like field that my kids build. The fact it that did. the Azalea shirt sold out worldwide, sick. Is it might be it's a, it's a so it's a so bad it's good situation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like if, when you look at it, you see something new every time. I was yeah, up on the Azalea shirt, but I, I was confused because we got a close-up of him in the monitors, and every single one of his sponsors 
you couldn't read who they were in between all the azaleas and the different colors and stuff. So they weren't. In, I'm sure the sponsors weren't enjoying it. Oh yeah, do we want to talk about this on air, Josh? Yeah, hold on. Let me just round this out. Okay. I, I okay. do want to talk about it. So fans and Kyle M went with Jordan Spieth. Uh, Kyle M has been making a run, if you haven't been noticing. So he's now in third. He's about 100,000 up on the fans. As I mentioned, I went with Victor Hovland. Mark, you are clinging to your lead, and you gave us <laughs> Matthew Fitzpatrick, also known as Maddie Fitzpatty. Uh, yeah, I considered Patrick Cantlay. Then I realized I'd used him at the players. Um, Jordan Spieth I used last week. He was interesting to me. Shane Lowry was the only one who I really considered sort of on a par with uh, Fitzpatrick because Shane has played well here. But there are plenty of places I can fit him in down the road. As for Victor Hovland as well, I've got my – I'm saving him for a bit of a stretch run. Um, so I'm going with a guy who, for goodness sake, has got a, a, a lighthouse head cover on his golf bag. He's played well here before. Um, he's passed the shot, the neck injury, from what I can understand. And and last week with the top ten looked really sound. So uh, I think he's bringing good vibes to the Low Country. Here we go. For those just listening, Mark ten point nine million, Matt Fitzpatrick, Rick ten point two, Victor Hovland, Kyle M seven point three, Jordan Spieth, the fans seven point two, Jordan Spieth, Sia Dejad six point eight, Victor Hovland, Kyle Porter six point five, Max Homa, Patrick. 5.8, Terrell Hatton, and Greg, 4.5, Patrick Cantlay. Those are the selections for one and done. KP, uh, your family gets together every – it's every major, right? Not just the Masters? We do it every major. Every major. Uh, yes, we do. And you uh, snake draft a, a selection, or is it just one through – how do you do it? How do you draft them? It's uh, sorry. I'm trying to share my screen right now. It's a uh, snake draft. Okay. So everybody in the family gets a, a team and I believe the prize is uh, in dairy form. I believe it is ice cream. Is that correct? Yeah. A pint of ice cream to the, Woo! to the champion. <laughs> I can't share my screen, Josh. So if you can find the tweet and pull it up um, in dairy form. Yeah. Uh, that would be, <laughs> could be, I guess ice cream could be non-dairy. I don't know. What, uh, what, what kind of flavors does everyone like? Uh, banana pudding is a house favorite. So there's a great local place called Tongue and Cheek, which is a terrible name, but it's great ice cream. Uh, strawberry cappuccino crunch is is my wife's favorite, and Ooh. and the the boys have kind of latched onto that. Wait, say it's that very again? good. Cappuccino, cappuccino crunch. Oh, I thought it was Cap and Crunch. I was like in big in on Cap and Crunch. <laughs> no, cappuccino it's uh, crunch. yeah, cappuccino crunch. So all of those are are hits. They've got a Cadbury egg during Easter season. That's pretty solid. So it's 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 premium ice cream. It's very okay. very good. Do they ship? I mean, not. I mean, yeah, you could probably like gold belly it. Imagine I mean, saying I could... that to imagine saying that to someone fifteen years ago. <laughs> you could gold imagine, belly it. Imagine telling somebody fifteen. Imagine I, I wrote about this for CBSSports.com. Imagine. You know how many people saw the the Gene Sarazen uh, two on fifteen in nineteen thirty five? You know how many people were around the green to see that? No, twelve. Fewer than live in Bryson's content house. Wow. And now, if somebody makes a two on fifteen to win the Masters or to get into a playoff to win the Masters, a billion people would see it in ten minutes. You could gold belly tongue in cheek is probably a unique sentence that no one has ever said before until I just said it right now. I've no idea what you're even talking about. <laughs> but that's a real that's a real sentence. 
gold belly is when you ship food, Patrick, from like, like if if you wanted to ship something from Los Angeles that is only made in Los Angeles, you could ship right. it across the country. It's basically a logistics company that does food. Yeah, you can get like in and out anywhere, or you can get like the the um, New Haven pizza shipped somewhere else, like package sealed, like everything. Like yeah, okay. I've just gotcha. said, Patrick, I'm with you. I just found the website. I'm all in. Yeah, I'm, I might Thanks have to cappuccino crunch uh, ice cream. Let's go. Carl, I know that, I, my, my ears perked up on that one yeah. too. It's it's extraordinary. It's very good. If I could. I mean, it would. You can probably do it for cheaper than I could do it for by like getting dry ice and trying. It would be a disaster. Uh, <laughs> but you should cappuccino crunch from tongue and cheek. Free at free marketing. They should pay me. They should they give do. me free a free I, pint. I, I was going to say they just got like a five minute ad, so they they can pony up for a pint or two. I think. Um, okay, Josh. Josh? Should, yeah, he should have it. This he's is gonna, well, he's going to show us the pool, the 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 draft results. Okay, so we go. Um, we got snake draft. Jack had first pick. <laughs> Tough scene there. Uh, <laughs> Rory one overall. See ya. Hannah, Jack's six. Hannah's nine. She had, or uh, she'll be 10 actually next week. Uh, she had second pick. Then Jude, me, my wife, and Sadie, who's three and just a complete menace to society. And uh, she had the, <laughs> she had the last pick of the first round, second pick of the, uh, or first pick of wow. the second round. So I'm just kind of browsing through these teams. Like I have obviously I have no idea who won. So so Kyle had Rom, but Sadie, Jude, Jude's Jude's doing pretty well, isn't he? Yeah, Jake Okay, so a- so here's let me let me tell you the scoring. So you get the player's total score, but if they miss the cut or withdraw, uh you get that round's average mm-hmm. plus three. That's gonna be tough for Sadie. She's got Tiger. Yeah, Tiger. So Tiger on the week. So he missed the last two rounds, so he was uh, I think the scoring average in round three was uh, two over and then one over in round four. So you add three to that. So it was really five over and four over. So it can start to, it and starts to had, balloon in a hurry. And and as good as you had Rom, Morikawa, Homa, Zalatoris, and Connors are just like dead weight for you. Destroyed me. I finished. So actually my wife finished last because she had Ustazen <laughs> yeah. and Bubba they were a combined 35 over using our scoring system. Uh, and DJ was eight over Cam Smith was four over Brooks was her only player under par. Oh, uh, Jack finished second to last Rory and JT just killed him. Oh. Bryson didn't help him either. Oh, that's a shit. I actually feel bad for Jack. That that go to get Rory JT. You're thinking here yeah. we go, baby. He has the yeah. major championship pedigree on, on that roster. Totally. Uh, I I finished third to last because Zalatoris and Connors and Homa didn't play very well. And then the top three, Sadie finished third against all odds. Her draft was a circus. The the menace with the menace, Phil. Of course, she she gravitates towards Phil and gets gets the T2. Complete menace to society. Uh, Hannah finished second. Her worst player was uh house t-rail he was four over fleetwood was three over. all, all of her guys made the cut, made the cut. yeah she should get a, she should get off a punt for that call and then jude won all all of his guys made the cut jason day tried to kick it away at the end yeah i was gonna say yeah <laughs> but uh spieth spieth and xander brought it home for him so he finished at seven under while hannah was five under wow close well done 
Well done, What's everyone. Ju- what, uh, which one did Jude get? Uh, he goes Cappuccino Crunch, of course. Nice, nice of nice, course. Nice. All right, real quick, couple items we'll get out of town. Um, really quick here. Patrick Cantlay has responded to the slow play allegations of Brooks Kepka. He has said, and I quote, the group in front of us was on the second tee when we walked up to the second tee and we waited all day on pretty much every shot. I imagine it was slow for everyone, end quote. So Patrick Cantlay uh, does not believe there was a problem. There, there was a lot of slow play out there. I, I think Cantlay is generally slow, so I think it is a problem, but it wasn't just him on Sunday. The other player in uh, the group on Sunday with Cantlay also said they were waiting all day and that Cantlay wasn't yeah. really that big of a problem. And then you see like the internet run wild with it, with Vic hitting a chip shot on 13 early or walking off the fairway on the side. No. Last round, major championship, you know. Yeah, Cantlay, tough, tough pins. Cantlay just gets it because he looks slow, right? It's the toe tap. It's the looks at the hole. It's all that other stuff. That's why he gets it, whether they're waiting or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the rain pants. Ugh. Almost as bad as Victor scripting. Okay. Patrick Cantlay's got the worst fashion on the PGA tour. And, and because of the sponsors that he goes that it's, it's, it's obscene. Speaking of, do we know the firm that does these uh, player logos? Cause he has a pretty bad one. It looks like Presbyterian college or something. It does look like BC. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Zalatoris has one of the few. I mean, they're all terrible. JT's yeah. is bad. They're brutal. Uh, Tigers is oh, it's fine. It it's good, I, I guess. Adam, Adam Scott's is above average because it's yeah. it's like a mirrored AS type deal. It's like a lower. But also, a. like you don't you don't have to do. Everybody thinks they have to do the letters. You don't have to do that. No, you R- do not. Bryson has the hat. It's yes. Bryson's is him. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's Phil. it's bad too, but it's at least creative. Uh, but, but Bra- Phil, Bra- Phil's Bra- a good Bra- example. Russ has got a new one with letters. It's like B. Yeah. Oh, he does. Right. That was really bad on his hat. It looks like a. It looks like a book opening or something. All the live guys have the same logo. Like the same personal logo. They they, okay. There's a company I cannot remember the name that redoes all the minor league baseball, and it's like how you get the trash pandas and how you get the yard goats and how you the banana. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. Whatever they're called. And and like now these teams these teams make like more money in merchandise than they would if they sold out every game of the season, right? Because people from all over the world are buying their merchandise. Um, they should hire them for golfer logos. Totally. And, and I do give, I mean, Phil gets credit for just having the, the jumping Phil logo. It's kind of ironic, but it's unique and do more stuff like that. Rory's logo should be the dog. Like that just should just be his logo. Yeah, which actually Nike did a rendition of, right? Yeah, he's got shirts yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, he should say transfer over the trademark on that. I'll use it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that's how it goes with Nike. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 awesome to know like literally nothing about anything, and you can just make these comments. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> really quick. We're almost done. Thirty seconds. Show me the tea times. Everybody's gonna pick. You have one group that you can follow. It's the only one you can follow. You cannot watch any other group. And Mark gets first pick. Uh, I'm going with Rom Spieth Scott. Rom Spieth Scott. Mm. That is 1.17 p.m. Eastern time off the number one tee. Patrick, you uh, now get second choice. Give me the top one. A little coffee golf. 
there's a potential open spot for the Ryder Cup. Maybe Mr. Sahith Thigala makes a push for it. Oh, looking, that would be amazing. Also with Xander and Shane Lowry, bright and early, 7.55 a.m. Eastern. Not so much for them, more so for me. KP, you have four groups remaining. Which one would you like? Scheffler, Webb, Cam Young. Oh, that is... Paul wow. Tesori, back. Oh, a little, a little icy. No, they actually left on no. good terms. They left on great terms. <laughs> That's for sure not how it's. I was go. building drama, is what I was attempting. Very, to do. yeah. Thank you, Rick. Scotty Scheffler, Webb Simpson, Cam Young, one o six p.m. Eastern time. So that leaves me with, I mean, all right, like obviously Sam Burns, Justin Thomas, Victor Hovland. <laughs> of course, right? Obviously. I mean, I, I mean, like, yeah, and like the other ones are like, okay, Connors can't lay Morikawa, sure. Or Homa Fitzpatrick, Ricky Fowler. No, Burns just won match play. JT's price too long, and Victor's going to win. So 8.17 a.m. Eastern time for me. Be a fun day. Rom Spieth, Adam Scott is just a yeah, that's fiesta. A good, that's a good one. I do like that. All right. Flushers only. Well done, everyone. Absolutely well done. We got a lot through today. We'll be back after round uh, one, two, three, and four to recap all the other happenings of the RBC Heritage and anything else that happens between now and then. Big thanks, producer Josh, doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Patrick McDonald available on Twitter at Amateur Status. Mark Immelman at Mark underscore Immelman. Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.